0: Welcome back, everybody. This is your boy Christian, and of course, this is Cuatro cuadros So, welcome back to another episode. Episode, if I'm not mistaken, like 55. So, thank you to everyone that has, you know, has stayed along for the ride, and hopefully, you guys are enjoying. Um, you know, if you need to check check us out, you can always check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Cuatro, Cuatro or Cuatro Dos, um, and also our YouTube channel. And then also talking about our YouTube channel. Unfortunately, uh, my computer has been not doing so great lately. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be posting uh, any videos um, here for a little bit. But hopefully, you know, as soon as we get everything situated, I can get a computer and uh, you know start working on it and stuff like that. Uh, we'll be having you know all the YouTube, all the YouTube content obviously go up. Um, all the episodes. You know, we'll be recorded again and everything like that. But uh, I just want to thank everybody again for, you know, keeping up and, and staying around. Um, I want to give a shout out to all my patrons. So if you go to patreon.com slash uh you'll be able to help me out financially uh, from like $3 uh, up to $10. So, you know, it, obviously nobody's obligated. But obviously I really appreciate everybody that has been um, helping me out. Uh, on that, it really, you know, even if it is a little or or a lot, you know, in my eyes, um, I know to to me it means a lot. So even though the three dollar, the three dollar tier, it's it's a lot to me. It means a lot. So I want to thank everybody that's you know helping me out with that. I want to thank Marco. I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank uh, Lautaro. I want to thank uh, Nancy, uh, which is my mom. Shout out to my mom, and I want to uh, thank uh, my boy Steve. So those are the people right now that are actually helping me out financially, you know, with this adventure, this podcast, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, I will be getting more content out, Uh, you know, obviously the situation doesn't help, but hopefully, you know, here in the future, I will be putting out uh, more videos and better videos. So um, also, you know, just a little life update, I will be moving here in like two, three months. Uh, so hopefully you know once I get situated in the new house or wherever the heck I end up uh, We'll have a better little studio going So obviously the quality will be going up and stuff like that Because right now literally I am a corner of my house and a corner of a desk So you know but we still get it rocking So moving on you know leaving all, this, all the stuff like that behind uh, Today we're going to have a really good show uh, I always say that I'm going to keep it short but it probably won't be short uh, we're gonna be talking about obviously SKC Houston, Colorado Houston, but then more about the games. I wanted to get into the little details, uh, so talk about like specific players, uh, how the Dynamo is doing. So, now, or most of us have at least like seen, you know, highlights and stuff like that. So I'm not, I don't, I don't really want to get into it too much about the games. Uh, probably talk a little bit, you know, like a little quick snapshot, and then get into like you know specific topics. Um, but other than that. Whew, take a breather and then just, yeah, move on. Uh, so here we go. So first game against uh, Houston, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Of course, we were the first two questions, you know, from the get-go uh, were, you know, will we see Bachamich this game around? You know, is he is he going to be available and stuff like that? But we'll talk about Bachamich here in a little bit. Uh, obviously, we didn't get to see him against uh, SKC. But Boniek was back at center back, um, and then we were moving the ball pretty good around. Parker had a a good header in the minute 10. You know, he was just kind of trying to get his head in the game. Um, Then Johnny Russell came out, so that was kind of fortunate for us because Johnny Russell, you know, is known to give defender problems. Um, But, yeah, man, like, I'm not going to do all this, but... Uh, basically that game against SKC was a really really you know it's always tough against SKC because they are they're pretty good I mean they have a good team they obviously build their team to you know be competitive and you know get to the late stages of the MLS um, so obviously beating them oh, oh so beating them is always good because also we have some like a little rivalry going um, it's not like I guess you could say it's regional, but not really regional. But I don't know. Oh, Like, lately, to me personally, it has been more of a rivalry with them. Or maybe to to us as Houstonians. Um, just because they're such... Mu- they're much of a better team when it comes... To- well, usually, you know, compared to Dallas, they're usually a better team. Um, I'm sorry, this is just so weird because I'm usually used to, like... Having a camera in front of me, but today I I don't, and it's just kind of weird because I don't know what to do with my, with my body, so like it's awkward. But I feel like a diva now, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, and then we had a uh, Marco Marriage had a really good game that game, not the one Colorado, but uh, he had a really good really good game. First clean sheet, you know, man of the match, and all that good stuff. And and of course Ruti was able to put the ball in the back of the net once again. His second goal in the year. Uh, thanks to a really good game from Derek Jones. Derek Jones, starting off kind of you know kind of slow, kind of easy, kind of not good not doing that well to be honest. But uh, he has a really good relationship with Ty Ramos, so Ty Ramos brought him in. Um, Ty Ramos literally helped him out from like the beginning of his career, so it's kind of like a giving given that he's one of the favorites of Ty Ramos. Uh I know that. Maybe you're not supposed to have favorites, but I mean at the end of the day everybody knows that usually coaches have favorites and whenever they move they take their own people and stuff like that. So Derek Jones is one of them. Um, and then uh, going into Colorado, uh, we knew it was going to be tough because, you know, third game in eight days, um, going into altitude and all that. So we were all kind of, you know, expecting to see some type of uh, modifications to the starting eleven. But we didn't know it was going to be completely, you know, kind of moved around the way that it was. Especially with five in the bag, with having players that have not played a single minute in this whole entire season. Uh, you know, little Bisama and Fue Mayor. You know, two players that into the rhythm of game, into the rhythm of competition and stuff like that. And then just like, you know. Starting people like Lemoyne that also has a few minutes and you know, not too much, um, and then you know it's just kind of interesting to see what what was gonna come out of that. Obviously, in the start of the game, as you, we know, uh, the team started very defensive. I mean, we went in, we started with five, I think it was gonna be that much of a defensive game, you know, um, literally all all eleven players behind the ball, um, not not getting the ball as much and just basically colorado did what they wanted with us i mean they put three in the back of the net uh lundy you know was at fault on the first one per se but also the midfielders for not tracking back um so you know is yes lundy lost his mark uh but i think also at the end of the day you know you also have to you know it's, it's a team effort and the midfielders never tracked back and that was the reason why they, they were able to score that first goal Second goal, it was a Formasor getting beat in the box, in the air. So usually those balled up where it was supposed to be. So, you know, Formasor unfortunately got that, that battle of in the air. But it is what it is. And then obviously, as we know, Marco Maric had a... not a, He didn't have a terrible game because before that, he was having an okay game. He had a couple of saves and stuff like that. But, you know, he just... He just fucked up a little bit. And then, obviously, that came and bit him in the ass. And, obviously, now everybody hates him. And everybody thinks he's the worst when, literally, the game before that, everybody was up his ass. So, I just really think how, I really hate how people flip-flop. Like, I know some, some of you guys have said, you know, y'all y- don't like him, period. And, I you know, I respect that. I respect, if, you know, if you don't like him. Um, I respect that, you know, but don't, like, flip-flop, you know. Uh, me, myself, I don't have, like, much of an... um. You know, he's still kind of, like... I mean, you can say he's young, he's still learning, but also... At the end of the day, we need a keeper that... You know, is gonna freaking take care of the ball. So, obviously, mistakes happen, and that was one of them. But, I mean, I don't think we should fucking, you know at the end of the world for Mark of marriage at the end of the day he did a mistake like everybody else does mistakes and it is what it is so with being that said let's just move on to the to the specific topics that I wanted to talk about cuz all these all this game stuff I, I should do it like specifically after each game so it can be you know kind of fresh in the memory of people and stuff like that but you know I just I'm trying to pop one of these a week, and and some you know now it's starting to get hard with the whole moving process and stuff like that, and it's just it, not having a computer to be honest with everybody is very very frustrating for me, uh, because of all the things that I want to do and obviously I don't have the, the the machinery to do it, but you know hey we'll keep moving on, so we're gonna keep popping these out at least once a week, uh, but yeah man um, I did a poll on, on Twitter earlier today um, about. You know, if three, four points in three games in eight days was a bad result or a good result, you know, especially given the roster that we have. Um, we we all know the Houston Dynamo is not the greatest team. Uh, when you look at the roster, we don't have the greatest roster in the MLS. Um, so obviously you can't expect too much from this team. And that's just being honest, you know. Like we might have one or two quality players that you're like, man, these are like. I mean, we, we always say that we only have one DP player that technically is he even a DP if you don't even play him. You know, like we're talking about Quintero. And, and to be more specific about Quintero, we'll come back to the 3.8 games throughout this. Um, so talking about Quintero, like Quintero didn't even make a trip to Colorado. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, seen, or um so, if you go to Deporte Total USA, um, there's an article, not an article, a video, um, an interview that uh, Mr. Jose Clara did with, um, with Quintero. It's in Spanish, by the way, but, man, I, I talk a lot. But if you want to read a little, um, the Dynamo Theory uh, wrote a little article about it, um, it so if you want to read that, go check that out as well. Uh, but basically, it's kind of like, um, like a what happened there. Um, but yeah, but Quintero is basically he's talking about like you know basically moving on. You know, if they're not gonna play him, he rather like you know he's still somewhat young, and I think everybody knows that. Me personally, I don't like him, not him as a person, but don't like him as a, as like the style of player. You know, me, I I don't I don't like him. Um, I know he's talented I'm not denying his talent I'm not denying the fact that you know he's a game changer I'm not denying the fact that you know he was literally the best player in our team last year and he was one of the best players in the whole MLS and like goal creation and stuff like that and he knows that too like he even mentioned that in the interview you know he was like dude I'm like one of the best in the league and I'm not being played. But also on the other hand, I completely understand where Tab Ramos is coming from because his style of play does not fit the style the style of play that Tab Ramos wants for this team, which is a high pressing, high defensive, um, get the ball back, counter, you know, quick, um, try to keep the ball. Um, and the times that I've seen Quinteros go in, obviously it wasn't that much. I think he accumulated like forty five minutes in six weeks that were, um, and it's just. I mean he loses the ball he doesn't track back um you know I just I mean he is very dangerous whenever stuff goes right but the ratio of things going going right to the ratio of things going wrong is very like disproportionate you know um he just has the luck that whenever it does go right you know it goes it usually most of the times it goes in the, it goes in the goal so that's a really really good thing but then also you have to like I don't know if you have to balance it out or whatever, but also the times that he loses the ball and that he leaves you with a counter like with a counter attack against you, you know? Um and that's the reason why I don't like him for this team. Not like I said, not because he can't create, not because he's not dangerous, but the fact that, you know, the number of times that he loses the ball and the ball is on a counter or like it's something dangerous for the Houston Dynamo, you know, it's just like, you know, risk and reward type type of thing. You know, And I think he's more of a risk than a reward at this point in time. But, you know, that's my opinion. I, I am completely fine. With, and I can kind of see uh, the people that actually like him and love him and want to see him. I mean, I would love to see him too. I mean, shit. I mean, now, if we're going to lose, you know, not trying, I'd rather lose trying in a way, you know. But, uh, but that's just my opinion. Like I said, you know, everybody has their own. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, man, Quintero might be on his way out. You know, if he doesn't get much playing time in the next few games and this window comes up here in in the summer, I think he's, you know, he's gone. And and I'm cool with that. But I'm also expecting the Houston Dynamo with, you know, very low expectations to bring somebody in to kind of not replace him, but replace somewhat of his talent. So I hope the Houston Dynamo is listening. So shout out to anybody in the Houston organization if you are listening. Um... Help me out. <laughs> but yeah. Um but yeah, the next person that I want to talk about was Bahamich. Bahamich is one of those um uh, so there is a group of Spanish speakers, uh journalists, um that we have like a little group chat or whatever. And um one of the one of the persons that came up uh was Bahamich because you know, being one of the biggest, you know, in air quotes, biggest signings of the last season you know, towards the end of last season, I guess, beginning of this season, in a way. Because he was signed for last season, but he didn't get to play. So, basically, he was signed for this season. Uh, Bajamid, it was like a promise. You know, like the promise that is coming in. 1.1 million is like a lot of money for us, even though for everybody else is chump change. Uh, bahamij coming, you know, this strong Argentinian, you know, right wing, left wing. Uh, could be a number nine, strong dude, player, you know, gets the ball, dribble, and da-da-da. Even Tab Ramos will be like, you know, we need people to take, you know, be able to take one on ones and create chances, kind of like Elise used to do. Um, and we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited till Bahamich made an appearance in freaking week six, which is kind of sad because it took also, I don't know if you guys know this information, but it circulated that his um, man, not his manager, his uh agent had to come to Houston in a way to kinda I don't know if set an ultimatum, I don't know this information, I'm just guessing, speculating. I could be completely way off, he probably just came to say hi or whatever. But I don't think he came to say hi, especially after his client sat on the bench after being paid 1.1 million for him and being one of the not one of the biggest numbers in salary, but up there and sitting on the bench just riding the bench and sometimes not even on the roster for you know for game day and you're like you know what the hell's going on like who what what and this is where matt jordan pops up again because you know we've been doing okay as a team you know we haven't we only lost one game so far you know the portland game and we've been we've been doing okay and well obviously in colorado now but out of six games you know we lost two is not bad Um, But, yeah, man, Bajamich, like, we got to see him. He showed a little glimpses of what he could do. He didn't do much. uh, But he showed somewhat of a promise. So it's just a matter of fact of giving him more time in a way. Giving him, you know, time, confidence, and and just trying to see what this kid has. Because if we're just going to bring him in and, you know, let him kind of rot in the bench, I mean, what? Why keep him? You know, why not bring somebody else? And and honestly, I'm very happy with what Tyler Pasher and Fafa are doing. They're doing a heck of a job. But you know, obviously, we want to see what the other you know, quote unquote, big names have you know under, under in you know on, under their sleeves or whatever. But uh, I think we you know now that we saw Bahamid play at least for a little bit, we'll be able to see him more and more. So. Hopefully, we'll see how that goes. Uh, another name that, obviously, that I already mentioned before was Michael Marriage. He had a really, gay, g- <laughs> a really great game against uh, SKC. He had, like, very uh, vital uh, saves against SKC. Um, and, obviously, we saw the Colorado game. He uh, fucked up. And, you know, everybody kind of crucified him. And I, it's understandable. I mean, it, he didn't lose the game, you know. If anything, the other two goals uh, were not his fault in a way. Um, but obviously, you expect a lot more from your goalie when it comes to at least playing with your feet. It's like, come on, dude, common sense, you know? But I think I think Mark Maric is still, I think he's doing better, especially now with Tim Parker in the defense. But also what is still freaking annoying is that we don't have another, like, center back that, you know, I always tell people, like, you know, when whenever you're building a team, what gives you peace of mind is knowing your back four by me- like, by memory. You know, it's it's super vital for a team to have a back line and just to like, you know, have that like be part of like, be part of ingrained like to be ingrained in your memory. You know, it's like okay, uh, eleven. Okay, so we have da 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 in the back four. And then you just move on from there. And, like, you know, everybody else in the front could be indispensable. Like, you know, we could switch it around. And, you know, this guy's not being hot today. We'll just have another guy. You know, Ruti's not scoring. Let's just put it around Ramirez, see what he can do. Like, we can switch this stuff around. But when it comes to the back four, we need to be, like, more like more specific, like, more by memory. And and until this day, you know, we're going into week seven. And we still don't know who's going to be in the in the back Like, we know three out of the four names, but, like, it happens that that fourth person is super vital because you were talking about your center backs, you know? And we know Tim Parker has the qualities to be the captain and, and, you know, center back number one. But you need an equally, you know, matching personality in a way to be, you know, center back number two. And it's just a pain in the ass. And, but yeah, man, hopefully we get to, like, get to that place. Um, Another thing... Is that well? Obviously, if we're going to talk about good things, I think Pasher has been has been great. Um, but you know, obviously, um, he got injured, so unfortunately, he wasn't able to play um, against SKC and against um, Colorado. So hopefully, hopefully, against Vancouver here next this upcoming weekend, he'll be able to be, go out there because obviously, he was very important, and very vital in the first few games. Uh, either assisting or scoring so you know shout out to pastor hopefully he gets he gets better soon and then of course i think we need more goals um every game that we have played we either score one or two uh, it hasn't been too crazy and goals i think we need you know goal scorers to get their shit together basically start scoring And know chris Christian Ramirez hasn't had enough, like a lot of time. He scored one goal in his first game as a starter. So I guess that's something positive. I, I don't think he had enough help this game to actually get more goals in. So hopefully, with a full team, with a passer, with a Fafa, with a good number 10 of, of a person, whoever that may be Memo or Quintero or whoever, you know, goes is the other attacker um hopefully you know our forwards can get more goals you know we need we need more goals from we need more goals from christian ramirez whenever he goes in and i think obviously i mean the whole point of the game is to score more goals than the other team and that's you know who win that's how that's how you win uh so hopefully you know we are able to start scoring more goals because i think um at the end of the day that's going to be one of our greatest uh downfalls, not being, able, not being able to put the goal in the back of the net, the ball in the back of the net. So hopefully, you know, we, we move on on that. But going back to that Twitter poll that I did, we got 18 votes. Uh, 50% of you all said that it was bad result and 14% said it was a good result. You're talking about three games in one week where you had to play um, Dallas, a derby, a Texas derby in Dallas. You got a point. You could have easily gotten three think we played better than them not great but better than them um skc we same thing we you know we dominated most of the game um until you know skc tried to come back um, but i think we deserve that win for sure so there's three points and then going up to colorado with our you know our backups or subs and i mean i think we could have, if we would have stayed two one at the end of that first half, I think we would have put a little bit more pressure on Colorado and maybe gotten to the point. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know, but you know, obviously the game game the game went how it went, and I mean, obviously in the second half nothing nothing much happened, and I think when Fafa and Bahamich came in and Nuruta came in, I think we put a little bit of more pressure to that Colorado team and. I mean, I'm not going to say we were close to scoring, but, you know, we were at, at least trying a little bit more. So I think we could have gotten at least a couple more points, but um, I think at the end of the day, four points, if you would have said four, you know, last year, if you would have said, you know, two two road games and one game one home game against uh, Kansas City and get four points, I think we would have said, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that any day of the week, especially your, who the rivals were, you know? Um... So yeah, man. I mean, that is all. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Uh, like I said once again, I will be working on my projects. I am the new project that I had started doing that unfortunately is going to be stopped for a little bit, but not for too long. But hopefully I, I will start. I will keep recording them and saving them for the near future. Here is the the place the um, the idea of going to different soccer spots around the city. And kind of showcasing them for you to know what is going on in the city. So if you have any ideas of where, you know, where I could go. if you are yourself own a soccer place or, um, you know, somewhere that people can play soccer or like, you know, somebody that owns it and you want to tell them and, you know, obviously my audience isn't the greatest, but like, well, you guys are the greatest. I'm just saying my audience is not ginormous. But you know, a you know, anything, any type of uh numbers that you know see your business and stuff counts. And obviously we're just trying to grow the culture here. So, you know, the culture of soccer and in, in the city. So, you know, anything anything that anybody can afford is obviously helpful. So I'm trying to do my part by showcasing all these places. So if you know anybody that wants that has a place to showcase, or if you have any ideas where I could go. Uh, You know, or like somewhere I could contact and stuff And, you know, just go ahead and DM me all that information And I will for sure hit them up And hopefully I'll set up some stuff To go out there and check them out And hopefully do some really dope uh, videos Uh, And then another thing to close up I want to give a shout out to the guys from The Surge uh, The supporter club Because um, last home game against uh, Kansas City um, I was actually, I went to go hang out with them over there, I pitched 25 before the game, and um, they bought me a beer and everything, so shout-out to those guys. Um, they were really awesome, really good. Um, I, w- I actually i am trying to uh, have a day where I actually go spend a day with them and like actually go to the stands with them and chant and sing and all that stuff, you know, show my true uh, Dynamo fan side. Um, I'm going to try to make it to the Vancouver game, Unfortunately I work pretty late so I don't even know if I'm gonna get there on time if I get if I go. So you know I'm not gonna make promises for this game because I don't I don't know if it's hundred percent sure. But I want to tell this the surge guys, you know, if you guys are listening or if any of you are part of the surge that I am planning one of these or hopefully if like I said, if it's not this game coming up, this home game, the next game, which is I think is Portland. Uh, to be out there with you guys and sing and chant and, you know, wave flags and all that good stuff. So, and I hope to do this also with El Batajón and with the Texan Army and everybody that's, you know, uh, you know, in that supporter section. Because, honestly, I love I love the the vibes and all the support that you guys bring. You know, 90 minutes of singing, chanting, and all that good stuff. And I think we are, I was watching a couple of MLS games, and I think we are the only ones, if not the only ones, one of the few ones that do that and... You know, with that passion. I think we are like that flag says in El Batashon area, somos pocos pero locos. And I believe that heart like heart you know, wholeheartedly. I think we're maybe we're not too, you know, too great in numbers, but I think we are great in heart. So shout out to everybody that supports and shout out to all you guys. Um, if you guys can not obviously you can't see me but I'm over here throwing up D H because that's how much love I have for y'all. But but yeah man Another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. thank you guys for supporting, thank you guys for enjoying this, thank you guys for sharing, thank you guys for liking, thank you guys for commenting. Don't forget to check out Dynamo Theory Podcast, the Dynamo Theory uh, Network, Podcast Network. Um, hopefully soon we'll have the boys for crossing soccer borders on the same feed, so go check those guys out. Uh, don't forget to check out the episodes that I did with them last, last episode. And yeah, man, thank you all for listening. And y'all have a good one, and we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos.